love in marriage because you are one with this person now you have the unique opportunity to see this individual as a personal icon of Christ love is not proud love does not hide love does not keep locked inside love is a river that flows through and love never fails you the marriage relationship itself i think too is an icon of the trinity who is love and perfect community that although three they are one Welcome to another edition of Come Receive the Light from the Orthodox Christian Network. Our subject, obviously, today is love, and our host, Father Christopher Metropolis, will be along in just a moment. St. John Chrysostom uh, said, For there is nothing which so welds our life together as the love of man and wife. He went on to say, The love of husband and wife is the force that welds society together as well. Men will take up arms, and if I may adjust that, men and women will take up arms and even sacrifice their lives for the sake of this love. There are uh, perhaps some aspects of love, especially between a husband and wife, that you have not thought about. And we're going to share, I think, some of those today on the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. We are an outreach of the Orthodox Christian Network, a nonprofit outreach. That means that your contributions, your partnership, helps us continue. You can find out more about that when you click on the Donate button on the website, myocn.net. That's myocn.net. Father Chris, in addition to being the founder of this ministry as the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology, and was in his office on the phone for this conversation. Nicholas Mamie has graduated three times from Hellenic College and Holy Cross, one in 2012, one in 2014, and then in 2016 with his THM. Needless to say, we're very proud of this alum of the school. He is married to Christina Randall. In our conversation with Nicholas today, we're going to explore a topic that is much talked about, but few have written with clarity, perceptiveness, and actually sound theology, while offering an overview of the church's perspective on marriage. The book we're going to talk about today is published by St. Vladimir Seminary Press. It is also co-authored by Bishop John Abdallah and Nicholas G. Mamie, and is called Building an Orthodox Marriage. Welcome to the program, Nicholas. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Tell us about the story behind the book, because every book has its own story. Absolutely. So in order to talk about how I actually got involved with this project, it's necessary to give some kind of background to it. This actually goes back to uh, 1977. Father Alexander Schmemann, while teaching at uh, St. Vladimir Seminary, was working on a book on marriage, And while he was working on this book and going through all this research, he wanted to organize his ideas and his findings. So what he decided to do was create a class for the seminarians there to take. It was a class that actually Bishop John decided to participate in, which was talking about the liturgical theology of marriage. Therein, Bishop John was exposed to many amazing and wonderful findings that 
Father Alexander Schmemann was coming across. And um, from that point, really became passionate about the liturgical and theological aspects of marriage. He was telling me, and he always says, that he had writer's block for 40 years prior to us working together. And uh, I came into the picture when he simply asked me after a uh, marriage preparation course if I would be interested in co-authoring a book with him. It shocked me, and I was very honored and humbled. And ultimately, my answer was, well, don't you want someone who's, you know, a priest or, you know, who's at least married? Because I was only engaged at the time. His answer was, no, I want you. I think we can do this. That sounds like the bishop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You use the term preparation. Uh, I know having been in a parish for several decades and then uh, going through it with my own children, there's a lot of preparation that goes into the reception. Uh, there's a lot of preparation about the flowers and the cars, right. and the colors, the invitations. Uh, oh, my gosh, the list is endless. It's been a huge business has been created, of course, through this, from, from uh, reception halls to you name it. So, Absolutely. But what about preparation for an Orthodox Christian marriage in the church? Talk to us about that. I mean, do you feel that that's important? You know, it's, it's very interesting when we think about the hesitation there is for people to receive preparation for marriage. People take classes all the time to prepare for things. But when it comes to marriage, for some reason, it's the idea of studying and thinking about it is overlooked and has uh, been overtaken a lot by our society and what media has portrayed marriage to be. You know, a lot of people ask me, why is it necessary for us to go through marriage preparation? And I tell them that because after you get married, nothing is going to be the same. It is a mystical reality. And the mystery behind marriage is the fact that the Holy Spirit comes down and two become one. And you will never, in a beautiful way, be the same but will now learn how to worship Christ through this person. So that might be something <laughs> serious enough to take into consideration in okay. regards to marriage preparation. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, your book emphasizes uh, the very notion of love in the context of marriage, and it helps us understand just how critical a marriage is for something that people never talk about, and that is the salvation of the actual couple. Can you give our listeners an insight into this? Because some of them may be hearing it for the first time. Uh, St. John emphasizes that God is love. And when we look at who we are as human beings, we realize that we're made in the image and likeness of God. God is love. And God, as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is perfect community. So the most natural way that we as human beings can live is as perfect communal beings in love. So something like marriage is only natural to our existence. Love in marriage takes on a very unique role 
compared to other relationships. Um, because you are one with this person now, you have the unique opportunity to see this individual as a personal icon of Christ, a person who, through them, you find salvation. And when we see the spouse as an icon of Christ in this unique and beautiful way, it ultimately um, allows us to touch the reality of salvation. The marriage relationship itself, I think, too, and what we also emphasize in the book is an icon of the Trinity, insofar as we understand that two people are coming together, and yet they are mystically one. It reminds us and points us as well to the Trinity, who is love and perfect community, that although three, they are one. All right, Nicholas, we're going to move on to just a little bit different part. The title of your book is, is telling. It's Building an Orthodox Marriage, which to me immediately conveys and there's an effort, there's a building there. There's a requirement for a union to thrive, and the cover of the book has two crowns, and that draws attention to the sanctity of the union. So talk to us about the title, the sanctity, and what's actually going on here. You know, it's, it's really amazing because Bishop John and I agreed very early on that the best way to counsel and express what marriage truly is, is through the marriage service itself. It's essentially, it's all there. And this is something that Father Alexander Schmemann constantly emphasized in his lectures and in his classes, was that there was a depth to the services that we needed to tap into. The crowns are there to symbolize multiple things, such as uh, royalty and martyrdom, and essentially that we have fought the good fight as champions. The sanctity of marriage in the wedding service is the very fact that we are giving ourselves up in order to worship Christ through the other. And the sanctity that is brought on by that is extremely real. As I approach my wife, as I approach this person who I am now one with, I not only get to know more about her as an individual, but I come to know about myself, and I come to learn who I am, and ultimately, who God is who created me. It's amazing, because what happens in marriage when two become one is you get to experience another person reflecting their love for Christ through you. Kitty Aki Fitzgerald, a professor at Holy Cross, told us something absolutely amazing regarding your question in her own life, and it's one of my favorite quotes. She would tell our class, there are some times after 35 years of marriage that I wake up and I look next to me and I tell myself, I know this person so well. And there are other times when I wake up and I look next to me and I ask, who is this beautiful stranger? And I believe that the fact that we get to engage in a person made in the image and likeness of an infinite God gives us infinite potential to love and live communally with them. All right. I agree with that, and I think it's beautiful. 
but I'm going to play the other side of it. Sure. I'm living in a world that really doesn't want to work for anything. Nicholas, I want my life easy. I want my spouse to do what I tell my spouse to do. I don't want any challenges. I don't want to, and how do you deal? How do you cross and educate and inspire the next generation of people with this incredible theology, this salvific theology that we have, so that their marriages will be fulfilled, that their marriages and lives will be better? How do you do that in an age where they're pushing the opposite way? Well, we have to, I think, redefine what is better. What are our goals as uh, Christians, as people, as uh, a married couple? It's amazing. Uh, Bishop John felt it necessary to put rules in the book itself about how to fight hmm. with your spouse. The spouses <laughs> and, never uh, fight, do they? Oh, of course. <laughs> and in fact, I would even encourage such conversations to happen. Hmm. But we have rules for fighting such as no yelling, stay on the same team. And, I mean, the list goes on and on. Ultimately, it becomes a conversation. Um, a lot of our frustrations, a lot of our ideas of what we want come out of, I would say, a um, misguided view of what we're promised by society and what we're promised by media. If you look at couples who have been married for 35, 40, 50 years, and you speak with them, and if you just have a normal conversation with them, it takes little to no time whatsoever for them to talk about their spouse. Or even if you ask them a question about their own personal self, they'll, do, they'll oftentimes answer in reference to their spouse. And it's this idea that as you grow closer and closer together, you start to identify yourself with that other person. I think that is love. The idea that both of you are on the same team, that you have the same goal. And ultimately, we won't be able to fully uh, find a source of joy unless it's through following what our very nature entails, which is being in love and being in communion. There is a joy that comes with service to the spouse that can only be understood once you dive into it. We can speculate all we want. It's similar to fasting or prayer. We can speculate and try to intellectualize these things, but until, until we really dive into it and experience it and realize how natural it becomes, Nicholas, one final question for you. I mean, the organization of this book is, is really fascinating. It packs theology, sacraments, rich symbolisms, selections from the Old and the New Testament, patristic writings, and you walk us right through the marriage right, and I thank you for that. Tell us um, your thoughts. Tell us your goals for this book. Essentially to make something that was accessible to anyone. We wanted to create something that the average person, someone who's not theologically trained or someone who is theologically trained, could pick up and find as a useful source of information. What I love about how we organized this book is the fact that we do not, despite the fact that we are doing marriage 
counseling and preparation, we do not shy away from theology, from the scriptures, from patristics, and we aren't afraid to dive deeper into those things than what most other practical commentaries on marriage, whether secular or in the church, would promote. So we're very, very excited at the fact that we're seeing Father Alexander Schmemann's vision being used in a practical way. We, are, we took this, the marriage right, and gave it a background and a history and a story that the readers could fall in love and become invested in, despite where they are in their life. And yet it's decorated and seasoned with beautiful imagery from the New and Old Testament, and it's emphasized through the writings of the fathers, and it's really brought to life through going through the services. So we're extremely pleased with it, and it's everything that we wanted for this project in a very concise and practical book. Very good. Well, we wish you and uh, congratulations, both you, uh, Nicholas, and uh, Bishop John, for this incredible piece. And we hope and pray that those who read it will fully understand uh, that which God had intended for their marriage and actually for their salvation. Thanks so much for joining us today, Nicholas. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. The full title of the book that uh, Father Chris and Nicholas Mamie have been talking about is Building an Orthodox Marriage, a Practical Commentary on the Eastern Orthodox Marriage Rite. It's a relatively new book published in June of this year, and you can find it on the St. Vladimir's Press website or on Amazon. Again, Building an Orthodox Marriage. You've been listening to another edition of Come Receive the Light, a broadcast outreach of the Orthodox Christian Network. If you're not on our website, it's myocn.net. That's myocn.net. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, Pinterest, and just about every other social media outlet you can think of. That's myocn.net. Our host is Father Christopher Metropolis, the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology, and I'm Mike Trout. Until we meet again, remember to always have faith in what you listen to. I see the world your way I'm not afraid to follow I see the world your way And I'm not ashamed to say so I see the Jesus way And I'm walking in the light